And now it's time for Guaranteeing Your Retirement with your host, David Graham from Graham Capital, an estate planning and investment management firm right here in Florida. Here's your host, David Graham. Good morning. This is Dave Graham, the retirement guy, and you're listening to Guaranteeing Your Retirement on this rather wet, wet weekend for Thanksgiving. The show is brought to you by Graham Capital Advisors. We're the people that you come to when you're getting ready for retirement and you want to do it correctly. You want to do it properly. Let us help you. Let us help you take the stress out of it. It's legal planning, investing, We'll show you how easy it is. In our office, we don't miss anything. We all have professional designations in our fields of expertise. Tampa, Sarasota, come and see us. When you leave our office, I guarantee you this giant retirement monkey will be will be off your back, believe me. We love what we do. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. And as always, before we get started, let's all offer a huge heartfelt thanks to our police, firefighters, emergency personnel, our teachers, much less all the men and women in the military services who are so far from home protecting us on a holiday weekend. Where would we be without them? Thank God we have them. And with that, we always start to show off with a couple of tidbits out of the news and I don't know if you saw this one, but advances in automation are hitting some occupations pretty hard. Parking, parking, for example, parking enforcement workers, watch repairers, electronic equipment installers, phone answering services, they're among the list of corporate occupations that are simply quickly disappearing. And so let me ask you, will there be eventually be a time when an occupation of a financial advisor is no longer needed? Well, you know what? Look at all these computer programs that you're seeing coming across the webs now where you try to do it yourself and have a computer guide you and steer you. Uh, Well, I can say to you, if you're going to try to do one of these smart asset things, make sure you know how to work a computer and make sure you truly understand what they're saying because you don't want to miss something and then in the process wind up making a bigger problem for yourself because you feel that you're capable of doing it now because you see something online. Remember, anytime you see something on the computer, usually they're trying to sell you something. It could be a product, could be a widget, it could be a service, but but try to understand what you're reading. There's no free lunch out there. That's why you go to an advisor, so he could eliminate all the garbage that you're gonna be getting thrown at you when you get online about everything. We have people coming into our office talking about marijuana stocks still after all this time. Then they're talking about cryptocurrencies. And why is that? Because they see it online. Buy gold. Buy gold. Well, if you buy gold, guess what? you got to store it somewhere. And if you do store it somewhere, you're going to need insurance. And then the question is, where are you going to store it? So it goes on and on like this. And this is the kind of stuff that you see when you get online. It's not the best place in the world to get information about your finances because they're always there very insidiously trying to get your money 
to tell you that they have the best mousetrap out there. Go to a true fiduciary, go to a true, true, true professional in, the, in that specific field. And with, our, and with us, it's retirement, legal planning, and investing. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. And here's a fun fact of the week. Blue whales, blue whales eat half a million calories in one mouthful. One mouthful, half a million calories. Oh, my gosh. Here's the quote of the week. This would be a much better world if married couples were as deeply in love as they are in debt. Okay. That gives you something to think about. You know, when you look at where we're going, people in the wintertime sometimes take winter vacations. They go skiing. They, they go somewhere where, you know, they take advantage of the holidays. And in some cases, they go somewhere south if they're up north. So think about let's let's talk about vacation planning. And it's often said that the average person spends more time planning their vacations than they do planning their retirements. So we're going to we're going to trick everyone into planning their retirement by pretending they're planning a vacation. So let me give you an example. Where will I lay my head down at night? You know, obviously, the right lodging for your vacation is important, but it's also important to ask some questions about the housing for retirement. If you're going to get on Airbnb and get a place, you're going to do your homework. You're going to look at the pictures. You're going to, you're, you know, I have people that actually get on the webcam in a certain city just to see what it looks like with a live cam, live camera. But you're going to do your homework. So it's important for you to to know where you're going. And you're going to ask questions like, am I staying in, in, in a house that needs to be downsized? This is when, we come, when it comes to retirement now. Will I have a better mortgage payment in retirement or not? Would it be better off to rent instead of own, especially in my later years? Would it be beneficial, let's say, to, to move to another town or state where the taxes are lower? So, so there you go. There, there's a good analogy between taking a vacation and planning for it and also just where you're going to sleep at night. Here's another one. How about let's take uh, where am I going to eat? That's a good one. Now, be, before your vacation, you probably want to do some Internet research to be sure that the places where you're definitely going to want to eat and places you definitely don't want to eat. Well, in retirement planning, the where am I going to eat question represents a broader question about your lifestyle. Will you be eating out more or less, less often once you're retired? What about your hobbies? Will you have, have time for things like golf or scuba diving? You know, those things aren't free. Will you be spending more time with your grandkids and incurring, incurring extra expenses to entertain them? You know, there, there's something, there's a good analogy when it refers to just going out and grabbing a bite somewhere. And here's one here. Uh, am I prepared for unexpected cost? That affects everybody. Are you prepared for it? Well, on a vacation, you can encounter a lot of a lot of expenses that you might have forgotten to budget for. Well, there are many expenses that might be minor. They can start to add up on you. Now, think about this. Let's just say toll roads. You know, you're driving their car and, and you don't think about toll roads, but you, you're doing, driving a distance. You're going to run into a lot of tolls. What about filling up the rental car with gas before you return it? If you don't, boy, they're going to sock you. Let's say, uh, what about extra fees for check baggage because it weighs too much and you brought too many bags. You know, the airlines are just waiting. They jump on you on that one. 
know, something you see in a gift shop that you you have, you got to have you for a friend. Well, so you're going to go and buy it because you saw it. You're on vacation. You feel good about it. That's that's money you're not planning on on, on, on spending. Then in retirement, you know, unexpected costs could be a lot more substantial. And you need to think about how you're going to pay for them. How about major home repairs? That's a big one. Some You have a home, I guarantee you, something's always breaking. What about the car? Car breaks down. You're going to have to either lease or get a new car. Or at least something that's going to run. You know, and on retirement, you're older. What about nursing home and assisted living? These are the kind of costs that you got to plan for. And our company, Grand Capital Advisors, we're going to pull it out of you. We're going to find out what your risk propensity is. We're going to find out what's important to you. And then in the process, we're going to try to get a plan for you to make sure you don't have to worry about it. So come and see us. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. Here's one more. Let's just throw this one because people are leaving before the vacation right now. Who's going to cover for me when I'm gone? Okay, you've got your job in the office. It still has to get done. Well, before you leave the office for your vacation, you have to be sure that somebody can put out any fires that will come up while you're gone. Someone that will be, you know, checking your voicemails, monitoring your emails, or handling anything for your clients that you would have done yourself. Well, in retirement, you need to know what happens to your retirement plan at, at let's say, that God forbid, the death of the of your first spouse. Will the, re- will the remaining spouse be able to continue living without making significant financial changes in their lives? Just like at the office, you have to be sure that things don't grind to a halt as soon as you walk out. And, and those are the things that you got to take into consideration. You know, and then when you, when you, when you go to a different subject, you think of, just think of all the retirement assassins that are out there. And what I mean by that? Well, think about assassins in the real world are they're, they're sneaky and you don't see them coming. Assassins in your retirement world, my gosh, they do exactly the same thing. So let's talk a few, about a few of them that can come up on you and destroy your retirement if you're not, not on guard. Well, number one, stock market crashes. If you lose it, you got to remake it. As always hear me say, that takes time. How old are you? Can you continue to take the risk of having a crash? What about inflation? We just had a whole bunch of it the last five, six years. It's finally slowing down now, but that's going to affect it if you're on a fixed income. Nursing home, assisted living expenses, they're not going anywhere. They're always going to be there. What about tax rate increases? That's potentially one that we're going to be looking at. Both both in Congress, Republicans and Democrats agree on that, ironically, because we got a $32 trillion debt. You know, 10 years ago, it was half of that. They're finally starting to re- realize that we just can't keep kicking the can down the road when it comes to, you know, paying off our national debt. Now we, we spend a trillion dollars just paying the interest on our debt. My gosh. And then, of course, naturally, what about the premature death of a spouse? How would you deal with it? Those are retirement assassins. Our company, we try to make sure you're ready for it. You have a plan for it. You're not going to make any mistakes. Let us help you. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. And on the boards, we have the infamous Mr. James Berlander, our producer. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Mr. Graham. 
Well, what does our mailbag look like? We got a few emails that I can answer? Yeah, we have a few emails here. Uh, Jerry in Sarasota wrote in, I'm retiring soon, and I asked my financial advisor when I should think about starting my Social Security. He seemed completely befuddled that I'd even ask him the question and didn't uh, seem to have any insight at all. What am I missing here? Shouldn't that be a basic part of retirement planning? (laughs) Okay, let me just tell you something. If they, if, Jerry, I would not walk, I would run from this guy because Social Security is one of the most pivotal things that you're going to be getting in your retirement. In some cases, it's the biggest form of income for some people. So you have to understand Social Security. And if he doesn't know how to answer that question, you're not going to an advisor. You're probably going to a financial widget salesman. And I want to make sure that, you know, you're going to be getting the guidance that you need for crying out loud. You take Social Security if you need it. If you don't need it, don't take it starts at 62 for every year you hold off from 66 to 62 to 67 you make six percent more a year that's substantial that's substantial now of course if you have a shortened life expectancy or then then it's another story you take it immediately again but still don't take it unless you need it and then when you finally do take it, for example, if, if you're from ages 60, 67 to 71, well, then it grows 8% a year. But you take it when you need it, period, end of story. Because that's, once you take it, it's on forever. It doesn't stop. And that's what you're going to have coming in. So it's important that you know when is the right time for you to take it. Don't take it if you don't need it. That's a good question. But your advisor, if he's, if he's bemuddled on that, My gosh, I would not walk, I would run, because that's a very, very important question. Good question, James. What else you got All right, next up, Susan in Riverview. This one's a shorty. She wrote in, what's better, term life insurance, universal life, or whole life insurance? Well, okay, the question is, what are you getting the insurance for? Insurance is protection, is protection. And more than anything else, uh, that's why you get it. A generation ago, you got it as an investment. You paid mortality charges. You know, your family was going to be taken care of. But those days are gone now. Because now, you know, you're not doing it so much as an investment because in lieu of getting life insurance, you just get an annuity. That grows tax deferred, just like a life insurance policy. And that's a contract between you and the insurance company. It's the same, but you don't pay those mortality charges because you don't have the bigger death benefit. But when it comes to policies, the question is, what are you trying to accomplish? Every one of them is a little different. If you have young children, well, then if you want a lot of insurance without paying very much, well, then you would get yourself some term life insurance. If universal life is kind of a hybrid where you're going to get a cash buildup and still a little bit more insurance, but it costs you more, and then the old traditional whole life insurance, you know, you're going to have dividends coming in. You're going to be getting additional additions of insurance depending on how you want to figure it out and, and invest in it one way or the other and then you have a cash value um, and you have actually inside the policy you have a cash value that's very slowly building up where if you get to a certain age you can do a bop or a variable outlay plan and let the policy itself pay itself off but you'll always have it so there's different needs for it and you just have to 
decide why you even need it in the first place. If you're not sure about that, let us help you. Just go to our website. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. You got one more there? Yeah, we got one more. Frank, also uh, in Sarasota. I'm already retired and had planned on my wife working another three years because she's younger than me, not because I'm a tyrant. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but we just found out that we're about to be grandparents for the first time, so she wants to retire this year instead to help take care of the baby. How do I convince her that this is a horrible, bad idea? <laughs> okay. Well, Frank, let me just say this. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, okay? And if she wants to retire early, she wants to retire early, uh to take care of a baby, don't try to tell her to keep working because you're, you're making a big mistake there. You know, the only thing you leave in this world is the love of you still and your kids. And, you know, money comes and money goes. Just figure out a way of making sure that you can pay your bills. Explain that to her. You know, do the old Benjamin Franklin T, write it out on a yellow pad. On one side, you have all your pluses. That's all of the different forms of income you have coming in. On the other side, all your minuses, all the bills that you have, that income's going to pay for, and see if she's happy with that. Okay? But don't try to convince her otherwise because, you know, you want to make sure she's feeling fulfilled. And if she wants to be a grandma, then go ahead and let her. That's my take on that. Very good question. And online, we have Michael Burkhan, our certified financial planner here in the Tampa office. Good morning to you. Good morning, David. Mike, let me ask you something. One of the questions that people ask us when they come into the office is they say the same like the price of gasoline is starting to go down now. And is that going to continue for the foreseeable future? Or do you think that's just something that's seasonal? Yeah, that's a great question, David. And I think uh, as of uh, as of uh, Wednesday morning on uh, on November 22nd, we got some news uh, lately that uh, OPEC Plus uh, actually has delayed uh, their meeting that they were expected to have over the Thanksgiving holidays. And you know, you've seen oil prices really come down because really it's Saudi Arabia that is driving uh, these production cuts uh, out of OPEC Plus, and they're expecting their partners to. To actually, um, you know, increase their production cuts. So uh, their attempt is to currently delay the meeting uh, a further week uh, to get agreement from other members of the OPEC uh, committee to actually um, uh, continue their production cuts. If that, if you do not see an agreement there, uh, you could very well see uh, oil prices, you know, come down further, uh, like we've been seeing this morning. Uh, you know what? I, I tell people this, that there's a lot of misinformation going out there. And right now you hear a lot of people saying we need to explore for more oil and explore for more oil. Well, right now in America, there is more exploration for oil than any time in our history. You know, Biden even opened up that part of Alaska that was always closed. So it's not the exploration. We have so much oil now that there's an armada of oil tankers coming to America, and these and these company oil companies are selling our oil. The reason being is is simply because we don't have enough refineries to refine the oil to make the gasoline, and hopefully someday that will will change. But right now, well, we have plenty of oil, but we just can't refine it and refine it into gasoline, and and naturally. 
with with the with the uh, Saudi Arabia with the amount of oils that they have, they can control the the market all in all, and it's going to be kind of interesting to see to see how that washes out. You know, right now interest rates have peaked the 30-year, and now they're slowly starting to drop. And for for a while, I was doing a commercial saying you can get a, an annuity for 6.15 percent. Well, now it's dropped to 6 percent. And how do you see the the interest rates dropping is going to be a rather quick drop or is it going to be a slow, a slow drop? Yeah, I think that's a, a good question, David. I think, um, you know, over the, over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, investors have seen a lot of, uh, retail information coming out, whether it's CPI, retail sales, um, employment numbers, and things are, 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 better than expected. You know, CPI was uh, lower than expected month over month and, and year over year, uh, which has has caused investors to expect that, you know, the Fed probably is done, you know, uh, is not going to be hiking interest rates anymore. I mean, 30, 45 days ago, many people expected, okay, they were going to pause during the November meeting, but the expectation was that in December, uh, the Fed was going to have to hike at least one more time. Uh, but with all of the economic numbers that we've been getting over the last 30 days, that has shifted. Uh, and, and pretty dr- dramatically, you know, uh, they believe that the Fed is done. Um, and that you could even expect um, uh, that you know that the Fed may even start cutting interest rates as early as May of next year. Now, I don't I don't think we're in that camp quite yet. Uh, I, I do believe uh, Jerome Powell is really focused on on, on getting inflation back down to two percent. Uh, so this this. Uh, uh, this idea that the Fed could potentially cut in, you know, late spring, early May, uh, or early summer of next year, I just don't, I don't forecast that actually happening. So, you know, even though interest rates ha- have come down, uh, as you mentioned, uh, about a month ago, uh, the 10-year Treasury rate was above 5%, uh, and today it's right around 44 4.5%. So, um, you know, you've seen a pretty dr- uh, dramatic move in the last 30 days when it comes to interest rates, and, um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't don't think you know. I think I think uh, interest rates are going to continue to be pretty volatile uh, or, or choppy over the next couple of months as we kind of continue to wait for more economic numbers to get a really better understanding of when to expect the Fed to cut interest rates. No, that's good. Well said, Michael. Look, well, that's going to segue into one last question here. Let's go into when you look at interest rates, people want to buy property, want to buy real estate. You know, real estate can play an important role in people's retirement plans. So let me just ask you a few things. What's your general view of these different uses of real estate, all right? Uh, What about rental property? Are you a proponent of having rental property? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be part of someone's uh, portfolio. Uh, dep- obviously, it all depends on where you know when you're purchasing that property, how long you've owned that property for. Because right now, if you're if you've owned a, a, 
your your um, a rental property uh, and you're free and clear on that. You know, rents are at all time highs almost. So you know, I think uh, there is an opportunity or a part of someone's portfolio that you can always invest in real estate and and use it as an income stream. So you know, I think it gives you a, a bit of diversification. Now, I don't think I would go out and buy a rental property today um, because right. the cap rates aren't attractive, um, and, and that's the the difficult part. In, in, in real estate right now. Sure. What, what, what's your feeling on reverse mortgages? You know, we have clients coming in who are thinking, well, should I get a reverse mortgage or not? What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big proponent of, of reverse mortgages. I think it would have to be a very special, unique case. Uh, it's not something we would we would typically recommend to people, um, you know, because you know with the reverse mortgage, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you if the plan was to always pass down, you know, this this home to uh, you know your kids or or, or someone else in, in the family, um, with a reverse mortgage, you know, that won't be something you'd be able to get. Be able to pass down to you know th- uh, throughout your estate. So you know I think with reverse mortgages, it is something we we typically do not recommend. Uh, but there is all obviously always special circumstances where you know if someone doesn't have any kids and and they just don't have enough income and they're like and they just have no need for this home uh, and they just they need more income because of of how high inflation is. Uh, you know maybe that is something to consider, right? I mean because usually your home is your largest asset, you know, that, that right. people have. So I, I think for me, I think reverse mortgage would have to be a very special case, uh, but it is not something I would typically, typically recommend to, to, to someone. And one, one last question then, from an investment perspective on real estate, are you a proponent of real estate investment trusts? Um, I, I'm not a big proponent of like the, the, the private, uh, real estate investment trust, just because they're pretty non, they're, they're not very liquid, right? I mean, you can go out and buy publicly traded real estate investment trusts that, that are, you know, that, that pay a very good dividend, uh, like the, the, the non-traded REITs that a lot of people are, 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 uh, recommended from, from advisors that make a big commission off of those uh, sort of products, uh, where you can go out and just publicly, or you can buy these companies that are publicly traded and get the same benefit. I mean, the problem with the REIT market, again, it can always be part of someone's portfolio, but I believe, you know, sometimes they can be misrepresented, uh, and there's just this unknown as to when you'd be able to access your cash in the future. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people have been impacted over the last decade, uh, you know, the expectation was that, hey, in, in three, four years from now, you know, this, this, this private REIT is going to go public uh, and you'll be able to get your money, you know, your money out. But in the meantime, you're going to make 10 percent, you know, some sort of 10 percent yield on this investment. But obviously that that is what they could currently be paying. But that doesn't always mean in the future they're going to be able to continue to maintain that um, that that payout ratio. So, you know, again, I think uh, if you I wouldn't recommend, you know, putting a lot of your eggs into a into a non publicly traded REIT just because of the, the liquidity aspect of the investment. Well said, Michael. Well, look, I appreciate your sage advice, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you, David. Uh, If you're a new listener out there, that's Michael Burkhan. Michael's our certified financial planner here in the Tampa, Sarasota area. You need a plan. Let Michael help you. 
Okay, he's very, very good at what he does, and he can get the job done for you. Just go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. You really want to be lucky in life, go help someone. And God's going to smile on you. You're going to get to be incredibly lucky. We're, we're lucky to be Americans. It's right on our currency. In God, we trust. Good luck. God bless. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next week. This program is sponsored by Graham Capital Advisors, LLC. Graham Capital Advisors, LLC is an independent estate planning and insurance agency. Investment advisory services are provided by Graham Capital Wealth Management, LLC, an independent registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Graham Capital Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. The information provided is for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice and should not be relied on as such. Individuals should consult with a qualified professional for guidance before making any purchasing decisions.